This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, November the 28th, 2022. Headlines is brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. We are here giving you all the latest details of what's happening in the world of wrestling. If it's happening in wrestling, we are covering it in Headlines. I also want to start off by saying I do appreciate everybody for supporting me in the last couple of weeks. I did take some time off, uh, personal reasons and also to enjoy the holiday. But we are back at it with headlines. Let's go ahead and let's start off with some news over on E-Wrestling News. CM Punk allegedly does want his contract to be bought out by AEW, including to sources close to him. Now, CM Punk is wanting out of his AEW contract following the controversy stemming from the All Out 2022 event. Now, this has been reported by Brian Alvarez. Now, Punk, who is a two-time AEW World Champion, is currently still suspended since the September pay-per-view due to the actions and the wording he used during the press conference that led to a backstage fight. Now, Alvarez noted in a recent tweet that Punk is the one who wants the contract bought out, and he pointed out that AEW does want him gone. If they do, then just go ahead and buy me out. Now, for more information on all of this, continue following Brian Alvarez and the Wrestling Observer, as they're going to continue to give you information on this as well. Now, in addition to that, Alvarez noted that if AEW does release CM Punk, he will likely have to wait until he is healed from injury before they're able to do that. Now, it's also been reported that AEW is concerned that Punk would rejoin WWE if he was released. Now, as we know, so many things are just speculation as of right now. However, once again, AEW is stating they are not going to release him until after he is medically cleared from his injury. With more information, follow Brian Alvarez and Thomas Lawson, who's over on eWrestling News. Brian Danielson is making news. Brian Danielson said that he was a little scared about leaving WWE to join All Elite Wrestling. Now, Thomas Lawson's also writing in on this. Brian Danielson was worried about stepping out of his comfort zone when he joined AEW after being with WWE for over a decade. Now, in September of 2021, Danielson debuted for AEW at their all-out pay-per-view, and that was just mere months after he was released from his WWE contract. Now, during a recent episode on One Fall with Ron Funches, Danielson spoke about what he was worried about when he came to AEW. This is what he said. The scary part was stepping outside of my comfort zone in WWE. He also said that they were doing some pretty risky things in the ring compared to what WWE does. He said, I don't know if I can physically do those types of things anymore. Now, Danielson would also go on to say, however, over the past year plus, I've proven to myself that I can do those things. And I was 40 back then, now I'm 41. And to be able to see that I can still do some of those things physically, it helps me test myself. A lot of people, including my wife, were like, do you constantly desire to test yourself, to test your body and its capabilities? He would go on to say, I don't know what else I have to desire, but yes, I still like to continue to challenge myself. 
For more information on Brian Danielson, continue following. E-Wrestling News has more information on him will be forthcoming. Renee Paquette is making news at this hour. Renee says that she always knew that she would return to the wrestling world, but she just wasn't sure exactly when that would happen. Ryan Clark's writing in for E-Wrestling News. During a recent appearance on AEW Unrestricted Podcast, Renee Paquette commented on if there was a moment when she decided that it was time to come back to wrestling and how she feels backstage working as an interviewer again now that her husband, John Moxley, also works there. Here's what she had to say if there was a moment when she decided to come back. I don't think there was ever just one moment that I thought I was going to be back in wrestling. I always felt like the door was very much open for me, and it was just kind of waiting for me. And I was like, well, when do I want to step back into it? I really never felt like the door ever closed for me in the world of wrestling. I think it was just really a matter of when. And yeah, it's mentally wrapping your head around going back and doing the business again now that we have a child. You have to travel with a baby. Do you not travel with the baby? Do we hire a nanny? All of these factors start to fall into what my new schedule is going to be. And you know what? Things are much different now. So it's really hard trying to factor all of those things together and answering all the questions about my career and what I still want to do. But you know what? I'm really lucky. Obviously, having such a support system at home, we've got tons of help, lots of extra hands, whether it's my mom or John's mom, we've got no shortage of extra hands when it comes to figuring out all of the baby stuff. If you'd like to find out more information on when Renee decided that she wanted to come back to wrestling, follow Ryan Clark and eWrestling News. Now the Dark Order is going through some more changes. Preston Vance recently turned his back on the Dark Order and Negative One. As seen during an episode of AEW Rampage, Preston Vance turned his back on the Dark Order. Now, following the show, the widow of Brody Lee, Amanda Huber, took to Twitter to blast Vance. This is what she wrote. Hey, Preston Vance, I hope you know what you've done. You sold your soul to someone who will abandon you when you're no longer useful. You've let your true family down. Looking back, he made the wrong choice in you. Now, Vance would respond to that tweet with his own reply and say... I know what I've done. I didn't sell my soul. I decided for once to look out for myself. Now it's time to be great and unleash my true potential he always saw in me. So, what are your thoughts on this? Do you feel like Preston Vance's character change is a good idea? Or do you feel like he has annihilated anything that was somewhat significant of the Dark Order? For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News. And more information on this will be coming forward. Maria Kanellis, the former Impact and Ring of Honor superstar, talks about when she and the Kingdom decided to sign with AEW. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. During a recent interview, AEW wrestler Maria Kanellis commented on why the Kingdom decided to come to All Elite Wrestling and not go anywhere else after their contract had expired with Impact Wrestling. This is what she said. I think it's always good that things get shaken up. I think if you do things a certain way for too many years, that's not good and things need to change. So shaking things up, yeah, that was a great thing. I've always had a fantastic relationship with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. They wished me luck and congratulations after both of my children were born and they sent us gifts. I mean giant gifts. Like I'm talking baskets that were humongous. I had rockers and all kinds of stuff. My daughter still loved their rocker. It's a coyote hollowing at the moon. My daughter's middle name is Moon. They sent our girls all these gifts. 
and they gave my husband some great advice about parenting. So on a personal level, they've always been so kind to us, both Stephanie and Triple H. Now we did definitely communicate with Triple H when our contract was expiring with Impact Wrestling. You know, we kind of did that courtesy conversation. Now it did go really well, but at the end of the day, I think AEW is the place where we really belong right now. So we're so happy about the relationships that we've built with AEW. Now, she also talked about a relationship with Tony Khan. She would go on to say the following. I've been talking to Tony Khan since about May about Ring of Honor. I had a really time, great time, conversing back and forth with him about the women's division of Ring of Honor and women's wrestling army. I'm not going to go into details on everything that we talked about, but I will say that I'm really enjoying our time right now and I can't wait to do more. For more information on this and more information on Maria Kanellis, you can check out the interview that she gave. It's over on eWrestling News. Dustin Rhodes is opening up about the estrangement from his father due to the gold dust gimmick that he portrayed back at the WWE. Ryan Clark's writing in, Dustin Rhodes was a recent guest on Talk is Jericho podcast to discuss a variety of topics, including a family conflict that stemmed from his gold dust character back in the 90s. Now, according to the former Bizarre One, Vince McMahon came up with the gimmick and it caused a rift between himself and his father, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Now, the question on why he first accepted the character idea from Vince McMahon and why. Rhodes would go on to say, I had that in the back of my head like, is he ribbing me? Is this for real? But what's the point of this character? I've been trying to follow in my dad's footsteps for as long as I can remember, and now I'm not working with him, and now I'm doing something else. We did have a falling out, and that was the worst thing about it. The decision of my life. You know what? You've only got one dad and one mom, so you got to make things work out, right? But we were in the downtime where we really weren't speaking to one another, and Vince just called me at one point, and he presented me with an idea, and I immediately just said yes. Now, on how he and his father differed in the views of the character Goldust. Well, Cody looked back at my dad's face, and my dad's face was like, what? He didn't know. And now his son is dressed up, and he's running around like Goldust doing all of these different things. And then he thought that we were going to be hurting the legacy of the Rhodes family. I didn't look at it that way at all. I just look at it as me stepping out into my own shoes and trying to do something different. Importantly, doing it on my own. If you'd like to find out more about what Dustin Rhodes had to say on his visit with Chris Jericho, you can check out Talk is Jericho. And that episode up right now is available anywhere you find your fine podcasts. Chris Masters, the owner of the Master Lock. He's been in WWE, NWA, and so many other places. Well, now he's starting to chime in on his feelings about AEW, specifically the vulgarity that is used on a weekly basis. Chris Masters, also known as Chris Adonis, is not a big fan of all the cursing that takes place on AEW television. Now on Saturday night, the former WWE superstar took to Twitter to write the following. The amount of cursing on AEW feels a bit much in my opinion. Now Chris Adonis captured the NWA National Heavyweight Championship last year, but then lost it to Anthony Mayweather earlier this year. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what he has to say and his sentiments about the current wrestling industry, follow him at Chris Adonis over on Twitter and you can find out more about this. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to our headlines. 
The aforementioned Chris Jericho is also making headlines. He's firing back at fans who call AEW Amateur Hour. Now, the Ring of Honor World Champion has no time for wrestling fans who try to demean the AEW product. Jericho has been with AEW since the beginning, joining the company back in January of 2019 and was the promotion's first world champion. When a fan tweeted that the promotion is considered amateur hour in a now-deleted tweet, Jericho didn't mince words with the fan. He said this, Hey, Hazeness, go blank your ass. I'm sure you can find out the words that Jericho said on that one. Now, once again, Jericho is going to defend the Ring of Honor World Championship against Claudio Castagnoli at Ring of Honor Final Battle, which will be happening on December the 10th. Remember, if Castagnoli loses, he'll be forced to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. With more information on all of that, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Continuing with our headlines, Matt Hardy on whether anyone in WWE saw The Rock's potential from the very beginning. Now, many people know that Matt Hardy and his brother Jeff have been with the WWE for many, many years, and now that they're gone from the company, it's time to look back on their time with the aforementioned organization and find out what did things appear to be and what things surprised people. Now, Matt Hardy was with the WWE when the Rocky Maivia character actually began, but he also admits nobody predicted the success that Rocky would go on to have. Now, Rocky Maivia made his way on television screens back in 1996, and he was the sole survivor of that Survivor Series team. During the latest episode of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, Matt discussed The Rock's success in his origins in WWE, and this is what Matt said. I mean, he seemed like a special act at the time. I mean, I don't think anybody, when he first debuted as Rocky Maivia, thought that he would immediately become something big or would become some type of major media star. The Rock, you know, with everything that he's now done, he seems always so gifted in everything that he does. Everything he does is so special, and I always see him going down the right path. And he's literally the biggest star in the world right now, and one of the biggest stars in the wrestling world still. Again, Hardy began competing for WWE in 1994, but he and his brother were not signed to contracts until 1998. WWE is reportedly hopeful the Brahma Bull will return for WrestleMania 39, which will take place this coming April. With more information on everything about the Brahma Bull, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Action Bronson, who debuted in AEW during their Arthur Ashe big event, says that he'd be interested in working more matches with AEW. Action Bronson made his wrestling debut on AEW Rampage Grand Slam back in September, teaming with Hook to defeat Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Now TMZ is reporting right now that they caught up with the star, and he said he's ready to roll anytime the phone rings. He would go on to say in a quote, I'm ready to go. I'm always ready. I'm an old man, bro. I'm an old man, but I still got some good athleticism left in me. Seven years of athleticism if I play my cards right. Now, Bronson definitely is interested in getting back in the squared circle again, also teaming with his former partner Hook as well to take on anybody that Tony Khan wants to throw his way. We also got some brand new news coming out of the world of WWE. Now, 
As many people know, WWE is changing a lot of things when it comes to their product. Recently, Triple H changed the way that the War Games match was going to be portrayed. Now, originally under the Vince McMahon era, War Games had five babyfaces taking on five heels. Now, it was in a complete cage, which did have a top on it. As many wrestling fans saw this past weekend, they've made some slight modifications, not only to who has the advantage, the timing, but the top of the cage is also no longer there as well. Now, many wrestling fans have speculated on what the reason was for that. Some have even chimed in to state that it might be more of a distraction and difficult for fans to be able to see it. With more information, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Now, we have no major news on WWE Survivor Series and Austin Theory and a little bit about Matt Riddle. Now, as many people know, in the world of wrestling, injuries are going to happen a lot. For those wondering, unfortunately, there's no major injuries coming out of WWE Survivor Series or War Games itself, which is a good thing. Saturday night's WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view event Austin Theory became a two-time U.S. champion. Following the show, Theory took to Twitter to comment on his big victory. This is what he wrote. Two times, all day Austin Theory, the now Survivor Series champion. For more information on that, continue following all of the things regarding Austin Theory with WWE. You can also check out WWE's latest edition of Top 10, where it looks at Matt Riddle's funniest moments in wrestling. You can also keep up with everything on eWrestling News, and you can follow eWrestling News on their Twitter and their Facebook pages. Once again, for more information, continue following eWrestling News on all forms of social media. Cruising on back to the world of AEW, Sean Spears is chiming in today. Sean Spears says that Tony Khan isn't afraid of anything. Now, Sean Spears has insisted that AEW president and owner Tony Khan is not afraid of anything after reports of a possible buyout of Punk's contract. Now, Punk, as we know, is still suspended pending an investigation that was recently cleared of all of the participants that were in it, well, except for him being Punk and his former mentor and trainer Ace Steel. But it looks like there's more to be coming out of this. It's believed that AEW is hesitant to part ways with CM Punk right now, fearing that he will join WWE once he is no longer under contract with AEW. Now, speaking during KNS WrestleFest during a virtual signing, Spears was asked if Khan is concerned about the possibility that CM Punk may jump ship and go to WWE. This is what he said. Tony Khan is not afraid of anything. During the pandemic, when a lot of people were being let go, a lot of people couldn't get work on the independent scene and everything was being shut down. Tony was keeping those independent guys getting paid. He's more generous than a lot of people actually know. Now, Spears himself joined AEW at their inaugural Double or Nothing pay-per-view back in 2019, where he failed to win the Casino Battle Royal match. Now, last month, Spears returned to AEW TV after months of being away, and now he's back to using his Perfect 10 gimmick. With more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information on all of this is forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about William Regal. Now, many wrestling fans are speculating based upon the fact that William Regal turned on John Moxley, what will happen to the Blackpool Combat Club? Now, many people are realizing that 
Claudio Castagnoli recently challenged Ring of Honor World Champion Chris Jericho to a match. Now many fans noticed that he was not wearing any Blackpool Combat Club merchandise. They also realized that in the stipulation that if Castagnoli does not defeat Chris Jericho, he will be forced to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now with Moxley still looking for answers as to how William Regal went ahead and did him wrong, William Regal has been told to run away and never come back. That's also led fans online to speculate whether or not William Regal is now done with AEW. Some people with inside the wrestling media have stated that William Regal has only signed a one-year deal with AEW and his return to WWE could be something that happens, as William Regal and Triple H do have a very strong relationship, as Regal was a big part of what was happening in NXT before Vince McMahon let him go. We're not sure exactly what's going to happen right now with William Regal, but right now Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer is stating that he signed a one-year deal, but the one-year deal is nowhere near being up yet. So, what's going to happen with the storyline, or if Tony Khan will simply let him out of his contract? Time will tell what's going to be happening, but it looks like the Blackpool Combat Club and the William Regal experience may have very much been done and finished at full gear. With more information on all that, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it the headlines today for Monday, November the 28th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. We're here on a daily to make sure you stay up to date with the latest headlines across the world of wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.